0: Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness.
1: You got to score points to win. You can't win without scoring points.
2: Touchdown Raiders! He went right through the line and gives Vegas a touchdown to extend the lead.
0: Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, nine twenty a.m. Here's your boy Q.
3: And here we go, Raider Nation, another day, another three hours with you here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. My man DeMond Cotton's in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm in the home studio today. I actually had a little bit of a lunch meeting earlier today. It was really cool. You know, every once in a while you have lunch meetings and you're like, oh, this is going to be terrible. Who wants to go to this? But uh, today's lunch meeting was great. Uh, at this new spot over in uh, in Henderson, at Echo and Ridge, or Echo and Rig, or it's in the district. I don't know, but it's a nice little steakhouse. Apparently, they have one in Summerlin, and now they have one open in Henderson. And so I uh, was o- able to meet some fine folks over there and hang out with them for a little while, and talk a little business, and uh, yeah, got to talk a little Cadillacs. And you know, DeMond, I'm always up for a little ca- Cadillac conversation. So uh gave the, the folks there, uh, the Finley Cadillac folks that were there, gave them the conversation about uh, our road trip to Arizona and the fact that well we weren't allowed to have snacks in the Cadillac <laughs> we drove we drove all the way to Arizona our good our good buddy Doug uh, provided a big nice box of goodies for us for the road trip, all kind of different snacks, Pringles, what was in there, protein bars,
0: Cliff bars, yeah, a lot of good snacks. A
3: lot of good snacks, m
0: bars. Yeah,
3: yeah, we had everything, like anything you could imagine, my man Doug packed in this box for us, so we had plenty of goodies for our trip to Arizona as we drove last Sunday, um, or was it, last? no, it was two Sundays ago now, uh, I should say, but anyway, we drove and... <laughs> It was so funny because I put them in the car, and as I looked at DeMond immediately and said, that's nice that we have all this box of goodies and everything, but what are we going to do with it? We ain't going to eat them in the car. There ain't no way that they we're going to have these kind of snacks, and we're going to eat them in the Escalade. So you better, you better hold on to those for the Airbnb. And that's what we did. We saved them for the Airbnb, and we had them all week on Radio Row, but I mean... It wasn't gonna happen in the Escalade.
0: At one point, we stopped at a gas station, so I took one of the Cliff Bars and I <laughs> ate it in two bites. <laughs> and these are the pretty thick, you know, protein fuel bars. So it was like I had to have my water right outside, right with me outside the car as I ate it in two bites and washed it down with some water. And I jumped back in the Escalade.
3: There you go. There you go. And look, that's just how it is. And it was so funny when Doug gave us that box. I remember I, I brought it to the house and the wife said, Oh, what's that? And I said, Oh, that's our, that's our road trip box. And she said, Well, when are you going to eat that? Cause I know you ain't going to let nobody eat that in the car. <laughs> I said, No, no, I'm not. So I told the story. I was telling that story at, a, at the little lunch meeting that I had. And then I also told the story about the not opening the door handles before I unlocked the door. That's another one of the rules. Like, a lot of people probably don't have rules that the car has to live by, but I've got rules. I'm that guy, and I told him that right there at lunch. I was like, "I am that guy." There is a set of rules that I have that you almost have to read before you get into the Escalade. And so, uh, yeah, it was it was it was a fun little lunch and telling the stories. And I know that that sounds like weirdo type stuff, but you know, at times I'm a weirdo, so that's just how that's just how it is. But uh, we had a good, fun, safe trip all the way to Arizona and made our way back. Obviously, Radio Row. Was fantastic. So, yeah, I'm back at the home studio. DeMond is holding it down in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. We got a lot of good stuff to get to on today's show, as we do every day. You know, really excited about the opportunity, excited about this offseason. This is a, a new experience for me, and I know it's a new experience for a lot of Raider Nation. And I'm sure a lot of people still have no idea exactly how to feel. I promise you, when I sat down at lunch today, DeMond, I'll give you one guess. What was the first question that was asked to me when I sat down at lunch today? Who's the quarterback going to be? <laughs> Man, I got asked that question three times before I ever answered it once, right? I mean, it was just like, that's. I mean, that is the number one question. That is the number one topic when it comes to everybody and anybody who's, you know, part of Raider Nation or just just curious, just a football fan, sports fan that's just curious about what's going on. So that was one of the first questions that was asked to me was about the quarterback. So I spent about... 20 minutes breaking down about eight different scenarios and say, well, it could be this, could be that, could go in this direction, could go in that direction, and why I think this makes sense and why I think that that doesn't make sense. And, uh, yeah, really good conversation. But I'll tell you what. It keeps us relevant. It keeps us, you know, in, in, in the hot topic of news because everyone wants to know. So someone's always going to reach out and say, Q, what about this? Q, what about that? And that's what we're here for on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. So the guest that we have coming up on the show, Courtney Cronin from ESPN. She does a fantastic job covering the Chicago Bears. And you're probably wondering, like, okay, why is he who covers the Chicago Bears? Why is she joining the show? Well, there's been a lot of conversation about the team that has the number one overall draft pick, who is the... Chicago Bears, uh, would they go and decide to draft Bryce Young and try to trade Justin Fields? There's a possibility that could be something. It's been out there. Uh, they said that there was word at the Senior Bowl that, that there was that they went away from the Senior Bowl feeling like Justin Fields was going to be on the outs and that the, you know that the Bears were going to try to trade him. And so I'm just kind of putting two and two together. I'm just really looking and, and trying to overturn every stone. Let's put it like that. Champ Kelly is part of the Raiders front office. Champ Kelly is assistant GM. Champ, Champ Kelly was uh, part of the personnel decisions made in Chicago last year. so or, or two years ago when they drafted Justin Fields. So, there's some relation there. Does that mean that, you know, the Raiders are going to be a team that, that if the Bears are trying to, to trade Justin Fields that they're looking at? No. Not at all. But... There's no reason not to ask. So, Courtney Cronin will join us. We'll talk about Justin Fields. We'll talk about, you know, the fact that they have the number one overall pick. Could they look to maybe move him? Are they, you know, in love possibly with a, with one of the quarterbacks that are in this upcoming draft? Courtney does a fantastic job. I actually work with her on uh, ESPN Radio when I do National, and uh, we've, had, we've done a bunch of shows together. She is great. So, she's going to join the show at 2.30. We'll talk all things Justin Fields. We'll talk all things Bears. And, you know, could that potentially be a landing spot uh, for him with the, with the Raiders if, you know, if they do decide to move on. But you know what? They might not even be deciding that, that they want to move on from Justin Fields, and that'll be another reason why we talk to her. Coming up at 3 o'clock, Emery Hunt, owner of the football game plan. He's also part of CBS Sports HQ. Does a great job with the draft. We've had him on multiple times uh, talking about some players that are, you know, really... I want to say bigger household names. He was also at the Senior Bowl, so there's some guys that uh, you know he walked away from the Senior Bowl, uh, you know, with a, a kind of a focus in on that may have made themselves—I don't want to say money, but made the you know made their draft stock go up a little bit at the Senior Bowl. Of course, uh, there's been a lot of conversation about Jake Hayner. Right, We had a lot of conversation yesterday about Jake Hayner on the show, the Fresno State quarterback. He was the MVP of the Senior Bowl, so we'll ask him about him as well. But uh, really just kind of deep dive into all things draft and who he's looking at and who's standing out to him right now at, at this process. Again, it's not even the combine yet, so we'll talk to Emory Hunt at 3 o'clock. Then at 3.30, we'll keep the draft theme going. Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus, he put out a, a piece just yesterday on guys that are really being slept on that are coming up in the 2023 NFL Draft. So with Emory, we'll really focus on guys with the bigger names. We'll focus on guys that you know, uh, you know are, are like shined at the, at the senior bowl. But Mike Renner, will focus on guys flying under the radar that may be late day two guys, uh, day three guys that could add some real value to, uh, you know, to the team uh, could be really good players that nobody's really talking about. And my perfect example of, for that is like Tariq Woolen did last year. He was a fifth-round pick. Seattle got him in the fifth round out of UTSA, and that was a guy that you know he didn't fly under our radar, because we talked about him quite a bit leading up to the draft last year, but he flew under a lot of teams' radars, or wasn't talked about as much as other guys were, and ended up being one of the best defensive backs coming out of the draft last season. So, uh, we'll talk to Mike Redder from Pro Football Focus. Really good dude. Again, he put out his uh, guys, his players that are flying underneath the the radar for the 2023 draft. We'll do that at 3.30. At 4 o'clock, Paul Leffler. He's the voice of Fresno State again I I said it yesterday we had multiple people call in talk about Jake Hayner I said don't worry we'll focus in on him we've done some deep diving on Anthony Richardson we've done deep diving on guys like Bryce Young CJ Stroud and others so why not do some deep diving on uh, Jake Hayner so we'll go right to the source the voice of Fresno State Paul Leffler again uh, Jake Hayner was a guy that was at the Senior Bowl did really well there was the MVP of the Senior Bowl but I just want to talk about the whole body of work of of Hayner. And the one thing about about Jake and you know I saw him play a little bit. I know he was banged up quite a bit in 2022, so he didn't have the full season like he did the year before. The year before he played in 13 games and went over 4000 yards, right? He was fantastic. In 2022, he was banged up, missed a handful of games, and you could see that Fresno State suffered while he was out. You know, they just weren't the same team. But we talked a lot about mobility, and we talked a lot about guys creating with their legs. If you look at what Jake Hayter did in 2022, he didn't do a whole lot of creating with his legs. (laughs) <laughs> that's one thing he didn't do. So it's not a guy that you're going to see uh, just escape out of the pocket and, and, and pick up a bunch of yards. So that's one thing that you know kind of concerns me a little bit. But like I said, Paul Leffler, the voice of the Fresno State Bulldogs, he'll join us at 4 o'clock to break down Jake Hayner, get his thoughts. When does he think he could potentially go in the draft? When does he think he could potentially be available to play in the NFL? Like be ready to play in the NFL? We'll break down all things Jake Hayner coming up at 4 o'clock with Paul Leffler. We have covered three NFL news and notes of the day coming up at 430 so as you can tell we have a loaded show for you courtney cronin at 230 emory hunt at three mike renner at 330 and paul leffler the voice of fresno state will join us at four o'clock let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive
1: the opening drive of unnecessary roughness on raider nation radio 920 is brought to you by southern nevada chevy dealers home of the chevy silverado the strongest most advanced silverado ever
3: before we even jump into any topics, I did want to hit the don'tbebroke.com text line real quick at six nine one eight seven keyword RNR. Sir Whiskey Ray said, Q, am loving your car story on no eating uh, no eating rule when driving in your ride. I have that exact same rule as I bought a new car recently. It's so bad when the lady and I go to dinner; she has leftovers. I have her roll down the window with her leftover boxes out the window. That's real. I don't want that food smell in my car. The kids hate my rule as well, but I don't care. My new ride still has that new car smell going on six months. And I'll tell you right now, it's I, I'll the one." thing i'll do i'll take the leftovers home but i'm never too far from the house right i'm never too far from the house so that's okay but i won't if we go through a drive-thru somewhere i will you cannot start eating in the car you have to wait till we get to the house or wherever we're going before i uh, i let you eat and if it's too far away like if i'm all the way across town we ain't going to no drive-thru you know what I mean? because i'm not gonna sit there and let that that smell like you said marinate in the walls of the car and everything so i'm with you sir whiskey ray i know it sounds weird I know someone right now is like, man, I'm glad I ain't with that guy. That guy's got problems. I might. I'm okay with that. I might have some problems, but those are my problems. (laughs) So I'm with you, sir, Whiskey Ray, and I'll tell you, man, our whole trip to Arizona, there was no eating at all in the car, as DeMond said. We actually, it was funny, we grabbed a little bit of beef jerky, and I even told DeMond, I was like, I don't know, man, this looks very solid, so it doesn't look like it'll it'll break up any, but we really got to pay attention to what we're doing. So, you know, we had a couple pieces of beef jerky, and they were like, all right. That's enough of that. (laughs) Scared to eat beef jerky in the car, y'all. Come on. (laughs) What's the world coming to? What is the world coming to? So there you go. Sir Whiskey Ray, appreciate that text, my man. Always good to hear from you. Now, let's get into the topic that I want for the show today. And, you know, we've been talking a lot about the draft, but that's not the only way to build the team. There's also free agency. There's also trades. And I think, and I've mentioned it multiple times, that Howie Roseman from the Eagles did a really good job of using all of those elements. Trade, A.J. Brown brought him in, big-time playmaker. Drafted guys like a Jordan Davis last year. I mean, they had, I thought, a good draft, especially defensively. And then free agents, right? Later on in the draft or later on in the season, they even went out and got Sue. They went and got Linval Joseph. I mean, they went and got a, a bunch of guys in free agency as well. So they, I feel like, put it together really well so the question I want to throw out there to you and you could use any of those three methods it could be trade well actually this this you do be two methods you could use trade and free agency so if you could add two veterans to this Raiders roster that are outside of the building right now okay hear me carefully two veterans to the Raiders roster who are outside of the building who would it be and you obviously could use free agency or trade who would it be and why and I don't care if it's offensively, I don't care if it's defensively, I don't care if it's one of each. I mean, it doesn't matter. Just two guys you, you want to add as veterans to this Raiders roster. And I'm not even going to focus in on the quarterback because the quarterback situation, uh, one, we've talked about it a lot. Two, it's going to work itself out at some, at some point, right? If you're looking at free agency money, the Raiders have about, what, $48, $49 million in, in, in salary cap space. Obviously, they've got their own. Free agents that they have to address that situation with. I'm assuming that Josh Jacobs is going to get taken care of, but they've got a lot of guys that are free agents right now. But they could still go and and pick up a couple of players if they want. They also could use a trade if they want. I don't know what they'd give up, but you know, if you if you use the trade, then tell me what you're giving up for that 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 player. But two veterans. That's all I'm asking. I'm not asking for five, not ten, not you know, what I mean, not a whole lot. Just. Two guys, and I don't care where you go. I don't care what position it is. I don't care what side of the ball it's on. Just two veterans is all I'm looking for. If the Raiders could add two veterans, and you could be in charge of that, either by way of free agency or by trade, who would it be and why? So, DeMond, I'm going to put the pressure on you. I'm going to start with you. Actually, I'm going to start with me. I'll start with you next. I'll go to you next. I'll start with me because uh, you, you're you know, you're really good at kind of reading my mind, and then I'll end up saying, oh, those are the guys I have. So I'll go ahead and throw mine out there first. And I did have to go – I, I kind of went long and hard on this one. Like I had to really, really think of the approach on this one because I just – I wasn't 100% sure. I went at first in my mind, I went with two corners. Like when I answered the question, I went with two corners. One was going to be by way of trade, and one was going to be by, uh, by way of free agency. And then I thought, well – you gotta have some, some big uglies up front, right? I mean, corners are only uh, really good if they have some really good pressure from the defensive line. So I was like, all right, you know what? I'm gonna split the difference. So this is where I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. They're 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 gonna make a they're gonna sign Jerron Payne, right? That'll 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 uh, man. Even then, even when I'm saying it out loud, I wanna I wanna hesitate and change my mind. That's why two is so difficult. All right, sign Jerron Payne as a free agent, and then trade for Jalen Ramsey. So now you trade for Jalen Ramsey, you have Nate Hobbs in the mix across from him. At first I had two corners, though, and, and then Nate Hobbs was going to kick inside. And then I thought that that was going to be a really good, salty secondary, but then I thought, nah, can't do that because you don't have the big uglies up front, to, especially in the interior of the defensive line, to get to the quarterback. So I settled on Jerron Payne, sign as a free agent, and then trade for Jalen Ramsey. Those are the two guys that I looked at, and both guys carry big-time salaries, but... I think that they make your, your defense that much better. And I know Jalen Ramsey's not the Jalen Ramsey he was when he left Jacksonville and went to L.A. and got the bag. I know he's not that guy, but he's still really good. He's still really good, and he can play really physical like Patrick Graham wants him to do. So those are the two that I have. Jerron Payne, free agent, trade for Jalen Ramsey. So now, Damon, I pass the sticks to you. Give me two guys that you're looking at, two veterans you'd like to add to the Raiders roster.
0: Q, we're we're aligned when it comes to the thought, but I think that I'm going to save the team a little bit of money so they can spend some more of that free agency cap that they have. Okay, I'm going Javon Hargrave out of Philly. Mm, I he's think, a little older though. Yeah, he's 30 years old, but if you if this is the win now mode, yeah, the win sure. now window. If you okay. get him for three years, and I think that he'll be a little bit less expensive than Payne. Oh, he will be. And I, but I still think that the production will be equal. And let's say you're saving yourself a couple of saving yourself a couple of millions. And you know that this is his last contract, where I'm not saying that if Payne goes out all-world, all-pro, that the right. team won't want to pay him. Right. But I think with Hargrave, this would be that he's in that prime right now, even though Payne is as well. But it's just, for me, that little bit of factor of saving a couple of million. And I thought about it as I was picking my two players, because I'm also going to go for a corner here as well. And it's I'm kind of just robbing Philly, because I know they can't pay everybody. <laughs> James Bradbury, he was my first pick. And then the same thing that you said about the big uglies up front. Yeah. Where I was like, oh, well, they w- oh, Hargrave, he'd be good too because he's cheaper than Payne. Right. But now I'm just, you're just robbing Philly because you know they can't pay everybody. So no, Jay right. Bradbury and Javon Hargrave would be my two picks.
3: Okay. I like it. I like it. You know, it's funny. At first I had uh, I had two corners and I had trading for Jalen Ramsey and I had signing uh, Byron Murphy from Arizona, the corner. And I think he's going to be a lot cheaper and then all of a sudden you have Byron Murphy on one side, Jalen Ramsey on another side, and then you have Nate Hobbs in the slot, now you got a salty secondary, right? I mean, that's a real salty secondary right there. But you also have to have pass rushers that can get to the quarterback. I know Max is going to do his job. I'm expecting Chandler Jones to do his job better than he did in 2022, but you still need that pressure from the interior. So I split the difference, man. And look, I know the Raiders will have more than two veterans that they bring in from outside of the building. I get it. They will. But I don't want to complicate things and give and have you do a whole laundry list of guys, right? So that's why I feel like just narrowing it down to two makes it a lot more fun and makes it more intriguing because, well, you got to use your brain a little bit. So I'm going to stick with my guys, Deron Payne and Jalen Ramsey, two additions to the defense. But I see right there – I added to the defense, you added to the defense. Nothing on the offensive side of things yet. And we all know the big, the big elephant in the room is what to do at the quarterback position. But Raider Nation, we want to hear from you. 702-365-9200 and our don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. DeMond, who you got up? Tim in Texas. Tim in the Lone Star State. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Hello. How y'all doing? Blessed.
1: Um... Um I was thinking I was thinking Deron Payne and uh uh trading for Jalen Ramsey too. But I also like the quarterback from uh, I also like the quarterback from uh uh Tampa Bay. But uh uh Q I was the one that had um twenty two earlier about um about them uh about what I had heard about um um Aaron Rodgers. About, yeah. about, the, about the draft and the stuff this year. Oh, okay. Have to give up any kind of draft capital um, this year since it's a June first uh, situation. Cause I had heard one of the guys on ESPN, I can't remember his name. He uh, he be on Get Up a lot, um, but he was saying that since it's, it's, it it would be a June, they can't do anything to June first. That uh, th- that whoever got him wouldn't have to give up any draft uh, picks this year. So it would probably have to be next year. That's oh, okay. What that that's, just what, that's just what he
3: said. Yeah. And so I was trying to see if that was true or not. I'll find out, Tim. I'm not 100% sure. I've heard that before, and I do know that, you know, most likely it would probably be June 1st because they could split it up post-June 1st. They could split up that cap hit. So that would be interesting because if they could get Aaron Rodgers and and not have to give up a draft capital till next year – that would all of a sudden change the game, right? So I I don't know. I don't know if that's – it seems like that would be a bad situation for Green Bay, but maybe they were trying to get out of a bad situation. Maybe they're okay with that. I'm not too sure. I don't want to answer because I don't know 100%. And I I will find out, though. I promise you that. I will find out and and, and report back to you. Thank you so much for that call, my man. I do appreciate you. Damon. who we got up next?
0: Jason in Tacoma.
3: Jason, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Hey, what's up, you guys? Hey, I really appreciate
2: the time, but what I was going to say was that the question's about uh, our thoughts on QB, right?
3: No, no. The question is two veterans that you could bring in for the Raiders outside of the building. Who would it be and why? Either by way of free agency or trade?
2: Okay, definitely. All right, I'm going to just make it easy. Uh, as a fan, trade for Aaron Rodgers. Just do it now. We got Devontae Adams. Okay. I know it's, we've got a couple years. Hopefully more uh, if we get Aaron Rodgers. I think Devontae would like that a lot. And then um, free agency, don't know too many, but I do look.
3: Who? We lost we,
2: Who was it? We lost you for a minute. Who was it again? Oh, uh, sorry, sorry. I'm uh, driving, but uh, Jalen Ramsey. Okay. All yeah, right. Jalen Ramsey, I was going to say, and if there's anybody younger than Jalen Ramsey in free agency available... Uh, maybe to do that as well. Um, I don't know all the free agency uh, cornerbacks out there, but I do think defensive back is very important. Um, I do trust the D-line. I think uh, we keep Cleveland Farrell. But,
3: yeah, I'd say uh, cornerback, in free agency, and then Aaron Rodgers. All right, there it is. Thank you, Jason, for the call. I appreciate you. The thing with Jalen Ramsey is that would have to be a trade. Uh, He's not a free agent. He'd have to be traded for So you'd be trading for two guys. You'd be trading uh, for Aaron Rodgers and Jalen Ramsey, and that might be a little rich. But – they're two good players, two really good players that could obviously uh, help the, the talent on, on the Raiders, uh, both offensively and defensively. 702-365-9200. You can continue to chime in on the phone lines, or you can hit us up on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Gizmo said, I would give Ramsey a look at safety and I would book in the D-line with Khalil Mack. And Khalil Mack might be a guy who ends up getting released by the Chargers because of his salary, and that's interesting. I hadn't thought about it like that. Ramsey would look at safety. I think he could definitely play that role, and it's funny that you say that. I swore up and down, and this is where I say all the time I've, I've had a lot of misses. I, I swore up and down him coming out of Florida State, he was actually going to be a safety. I thought his better position was safety and turned out to be a hell of a corner. So, uh, you know, if he were to transition back to safety at this point where he could keep his eyes in the backfield and just go make plays, I'd be all for that. I like that. That's actually a hell of an idea, Gizmo. So that would be something. And then Khalil Mack, I don't know how much more he's got left in the tank, but I thought he did pretty well this this past season with the Chargers. So thank you for that text. Uh, El Paso Raider hit us up and said, Q and DeMond, what's good? How about Fletcher Cox and James Bradbury? That's El Paso Raider. And, you know, the thing about Bradbury, I, I liked him a lot last year. Uh, he said not too long ago that he wanted to play. he, he wanted to play and he wanted to get paid. Right So it feels like to me now that he's played in the Super Bowl, he wants to like break the bank right I mean he, he had a decent deal with Philadelphia. I feel like he really wants to break the bank now and uh, you know and get paid so I don't know if the Raiders uh, would want to pay him a year later when they didn't want to pay him last year. you know now he's a little bit older, so I'm not sure about him and then Fletcher Cox I mean that's that could be a that could be a person that you uh, you know that you that they go after so thank you so much for that. I appreciate you. Uh, let's see. how about Sir whiskey Ray hit us up and said. Q&D, my two free agent acquisitions to this Raiders roster would be, one, defensive tackle Javon Hargrave, and two, safety Jesse Bates. That's a good one, too. Jesse Bates is a guy uh, out of Cincinnati. This is easy, Q. We need defensive players that will immediately start right away and will upgrade our defense. Let's do this. That's Sir Whiskey Ray. Uh, I like that. Also got a text from the 925. Could Ramsey potentially be a cut candidate? And I don't know. I really don't know about that. The thing about... The Rams right now, we all know they're in a bad position with their lack of draft picks and their salary cap is in a certain position. I mean, who knows? I don't know what kind of run that they're going to go on. Uh, Bridget Condon from the NFL Network, she was actually interviewing uh, the owner of the of the Rams and was asking about you know certain like personnel things. You know, if they were going to have to do a reset, and he didn't really say no, he didn't say yes either, but he kind of skirted around the conversation. So to me, it felt like that they they got a lot. Going on there in LA, that they may have to clean up a whole lot and try to get back some some of their uh, some of their draft picks that they they gave away as they were trying to acquire talent. So that's what makes me think that some of these guys may end up being available. Also, another text for the nine two five Ramsey would be perfect for the two to three year contracts that they gave out last year. Uh, Bleacher Report says Ram- has Ramsey as a cut candidate. So there you go. So maybe he is. He, he he very well could be. Uh, got another text for the seven oh seven. Aaron Donald and Jerron Payne. More than I'd give up for Rodgers. There you go. There you go. Jerron Payne and, and uh and Aaron Donald, that'd be a hell of an interior, wouldn't it? Oh Yo, yeah. <laughs> you know nice what I'm cross. surprised by though? Huh.
0: No one's mentioned offensive line.
3: No. No, not yet. Not yet. I'm assuming that a lot of people think that you can get the offensive line in the draft. Right. And that's the other thing. You know, maybe you get a quarterback in the draft. Maybe you ride with Stidham. We've had people talk about that. I mean, there's there's so many different directions you can go. But I I love the fact that so far, everyone who's responded for the most part has talked about defense. And not really focusing on offense. And I know we've had you know comments about Aaron Rodgers, but it hasn't been the overwhelming like just go get Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. I think a lot of folks at Raider Nation sees the big picture. You've got to be able to improve the defense. And so if you're bringing in two players, uh, who would they be? You know, you could add them by way of free agency or by trade. Let us know about it. 69187 keyword R&R. That's our com text line. Also, our phone line is 702 365 9200. Courtney Cronin from ESPN. She'll join the show next. We'll talk about things Justin Fields and the Bears because he could possibly be on the move. Would Las Vegas be a destination for him? Well, we'll talk to Courtney next. It's Radio Nation Radio 920.
1: That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy dealers. Home of the Chevy Silverado. The strongest, most advanced Silverado ever.
0: You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio.
3: Courtney Cronin from ESPN will be joining the show in a matter of seconds. My man. DeMond is efforting her right now to get her on to talk all things Justin Fields and the fact that the Bears have the number one overall draft pick. And there's some smoke out there that maybe they want Bryce Young and that Justin Fields could be on the blocks. And so just want to do a little bit of uh, intel, a little bit of research on uh, potentially Justin Fields and, and what the Bears may do. But the question that we threw out there, and I think it's a really good one for today. If you could add two veterans to the Raiders roster from outside the building by way of free agency or by way of trade, who would it be and why we've got a lot of great feedback already quick hit us up on twitter and said q ball this is an easy one for me give me mike mclinchey to shore up that right side of the offensive line and i'll take jesse bates if the Bengals don't tag him again honorable mention jamel dean deron Payne, and levante david that's my man quick on twitter let's go out to the phone lines real quick before we get to courtney cronin and talk to our guy hardcore raider welcome to the show my man hey what's up q uh, yeah I'll, I'll
2: make it quick you know offensive line I'm going to do two realistic ones. Not that you know, like what other people are saying aren't realistic, but uh offensive lineman for the Tennessee Titans, Taylor Lewan. So uh you okay. so know our our boy our boy would like this one because he's a Titans fan, but uh they'd have zero dead money and they would save like 14.8 million if uh the Titans get rid of Taylor Lewan and they're like 21 million dollars over the cap. So, I mean, that dude's a stud. He he got hurt a little bit this year, but so that's, uh, you know, one of the guys I was looking at, and then the other guy uh, was from the Colts, DeForest Buckner. Mm. Uh, the Colts are kind of in a situation where they could actually uh, cut ties with Buckner, and they would save quite a bit of money. It would be, have it right here. Uh, they, they'd have zero dead cap hit, and uh, they would save like 19.7 uh, mil for DeForest Buckner, and that dude's a stud. So those are two realistic ones that I could see us getting, and I would love both those
3: acquisitions. All right, good stuff, Hardcore. I appreciate you, man. That's really good. What do you think about that, DeMond? Taylor Luan.
0: Taylor Luan, it's good in theory, but hey, he hasn't played a full season, my bet. He hasn't played a full season since 2018, Mm. and that was his last Pro Bowl season as well. Last season, he only played two games. When When you got the bad knees, especially as an offensive lineman, people don't think of them as athletes, but hey, bad knees for an offensive lineman, for anybody on the football field, that's a bad sign. He's also, like, he's going to get released. It's a foregone conclusion. But it's also because of the injury history, and he's considering retirement once that happens. Mm. He's like, so it's got to be that, does he want to you know, will himself to try to rehab for another season and get back into the game?
3: There you go. Good, 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 uh, good little intel right there on Taylor Luan. Maybe he just want to bust it with the boys and just call it a day, right? Maybe he doesn't want to play anymore. Maybe he just wants to podcast it up and hey, that's okay as well, right? I mean, he serves his time in the NFL and now he can go on and continue to do other things. Well, great stuff. We'll get back to that topic again. If you could add two veterans to this Raiders roster from outside the building by way of free agency or by trade. Who would it be and why? Let us know on the don'tbebroke.com text line 69187 keyword r Now joining us on the phone lines is my good friend Courtney Cronin from ESPN. Covers the Bears like a glove and Courtney, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. Definitely appreciate you. One, we got to get back to doing shows together. It's been a minute since we've done a show together, but we got to do that. So I'm glad that you joined this show today and wanted to ask you about Justin Fields and the Bears. The Bears are in a situation. They got the number one overall pick and they also just drafted a quarterback a couple years ago in just Justin Fields. Is there any legs to these conversations and the smoke that's out there that Justin Fields could be potentially on the trade block?
4: You know, I think that it's still too early to tell. And I know that there have been some reports out there about they're shopping Justin Fields. I haven't heard anything concrete on that right now, but let's look at this from like a realistic perspective. If you're Ryan Poles, general manager of this team, didn't draft Justin Fields, but you've affirmed a commitment to Justin Fields, you still owe yourself the time and the flexibility to do your due diligence at that position and make sure that you have all options exhausted. So whether that's keeping Justin Fields in the fold, building around him, using that number one draft pick to trade back, or potentially using that number one draft pick on a quarterback and trading Justin Fields. And I think the thing I always want to point out to people is that no matter what Ryan Poles said about fields during a season ending press conference, if an offer comes in that you can't refuse, let's say Carolina says, Hey, we can't get all the way up till like, we don't want to like, get involved in free agency with, um, you know, Derek Carr with Aaron Rodgers. We realize we're so far down the list for those quarterbacks, but we can get up from nine to one and we'll throw a player in the mix or we'll give you two first round draft picks. If you're Ryan Poles, you can't say no to that cue. Right. So I look at this situation where, if the Bears end up moving on from Justin Fields, it may not be an indictment or it may not be, oh, well, they really he really wasn't the guy they were just posturing in the offseason. They may very well still really love this guy and think he's a great quarterback down the line. But like, if there's an offer that comes in that is a franchise altering offer in terms of the draft capital you can build for now and later, I don't see how they say no to that. But, yeah, there's a lot of scenarios to work through here and it's going to be a busy couple months keeping up with all of the smoke that's out there just because this is such a, pivotal moment for this franchise and altering the direction they're going to go
3: well it's a it's a huge moment as well for the Raiders in their situation this is the first time that I've ever covered the team and they needed a quarterback and they and they do right and there's many different ways and and reasons to look at Chicago Champ Kelly is part of the Raiders front office Uh, he was there with Chicago he's an assistant GM right now with the Raiders do you know how much of an influence if any he had on on bringing Justin Fields to Chicago
4: I mean, Champ was in that building. I'm fairly certain he was director of player personnel before he was the assistant GM with the Raiders. And I know that he was a well-respected member uh, throughout the NFL, for sure. But specifically within that front office in Chicago, he had been there for a very long time after he came over from Denver. And there's a reason that he interviewed for that Denver GM job two years, three years ago now. Um, He's qualified for it. And I know from an evaluation standpoint, he has, you know, his fingerprints were all over the roster in in a good way because he's a great, he has a great eye for talent. So I think that's an important tie to keep an eye on. And Justin Field's name has not been rumored to Vegas just because the Rogers and Devontae Adams connection is so strong. And that makes a ton of sense. But I think there are other options that teams like that, maybe the not so obvious options can look into. It's just a matter, I think of, you know, for, for the Chicago bears, they've got to re they've got to come to the evaluation and realization first. Have you done all your work on Justin Fields? Like, do you want to build around him? If the answer is yes, and you proceed forward, but uh, to the point where it's unless you get an offer that is so good, you can't say no, that you would stick with your plan. Cause Paul said he'd have to be blown away by a quarterback in the draft to move on from fields. And, and I truly believe that he's, he's being, you know, forthright about that. But, all that said, they have they have, a, they have a big decision here to make in the next couple months based on the conversations that a team like a Vegas or a team like Carolina or others that are looking for a quarterback might be having.
3: Talking right now with Courtney Cronin from ESPN. She covers the Chicago Bears like a glove here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Now, I know it's been a small sample size. It's only been, well, like I said, a very small sample size when it comes to Justin Fields. But from what you've seen, does he look like the franchise quarterback in Chicago or anywhere else in the NFL?
4: I think that there's a lot of room for growth and that's okay going into year three. I mean, we saw the jump that he made in a situation that was less than ideal this year because they, they cleaned the cupboard. They took everything out and said, Hey, function in this offense and then we'll consider building around you next year. And even though it looked really ugly at times, there are only 200, two games where he threw for over 200 yards and you don't win games like that in the NFL. There's a reason they have the worst passing offense in the NFL, but I think that they laid the foundation with fields knowing that Luke Getzey was a first year offensive coordinator this year as well. And he was trying to work out the kinks of how do you call plays for an offense that's lacking. So when you do get the talent in there, can you can you already like hit the ground running with that so i think there that's super important to consider uh, when you think about Justin Fields and can he be the franchise guy because we saw what it looks like under really bad circumstances and there were still some really impressive moments certainly what he can do with his legs but even fields said about the you know single season rushing record because he didn't play because he had a, a hip injury in week 18 that records are that record's cool but he's a he's not a running back he's a quarterback right. he wants to break passing records so someone who's self-aware like that is a good, it's a good sign that he's going to go through what he needs to do this offseason to get better in the areas, in areas as a passer. And, and that's why I think the bears are confident that, you know, this isn't just, you know, they're not just blowing smoke. I do believe they think that he can take steps to get better as a passer. Cause that's, that's the version of him we saw in college. It wasn't really him as a running quarterback. They didn't really have a whole ton of designed runs and packages for him like that, 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 like the Bears did this year. And and truly it was done out of necessity here. So when, when things don't have to be done out of necessity, how does he function? That's when you're truly going to be able to judge if he's a franchise guy. But As of right now, he's taking steps in the right direction to get there.
3: Well, you've been covering the NFL like a glove. Obviously, you watch a lot of college football as well. Uh, Pay attention to that. Do you need that guy now? Not necessarily a guy who's going to run for 1,100 yards like a Justin Fields or a Lamar Jackson, but a guy that can do a lot with his legs, keep plays alive with his legs. We just saw the Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes and and Jalen Hurts. and Obviously, both of those guys were able to do things with their legs. Do you need that guy moving forward in the NFL now?
4: I think so. I think that you need to be the dual threat ability because like let's look at Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts for sure is a a different sort of runner than Fields. I mean he's also like smaller too. I mean Justin's 220. He's a truck. Mm -hmm. Like when he's coming at you at the goal line I wouldn't want to be a safety trying to like make a tackle there. That's a business decision. Jalen Hurts and the QB sneaks and why they've been so successful at that hinging upon his rushing ability, too. like that like, but he runs differently than fields. but the, like all of them run differently than Lamar. So I think that there's different variations of mobile quarterbacks in the NFL. and Patrick Mahomes, too, when he's he's so dangerous when he gets outside the pocket, we've seen that for years. So I I think that, of course, being a pocket passer is always going to be the standard in the NFL and what we strive to at the quarterback position. But guys are too athletic nowadays to, just put them in a box and say you're either one thing or you're this like they're too smart. They're too athletic and offenses have really caught up in a way to where defenses. I mean, it's hard to play defense in the NFL because everything's skewed towards the offense and the quarterbacks are smarter and they can do so much more than they could maybe do 10, 15 years ago. So I think to answer your question, yes, I mean, you do want to have guys that are more like that than your traditional pocket passer, but you also a hundred percent have to be able to win from the pocket like that you don't win games if you're constantly running for your life as the bears learned this year with fields
3: <laughs> right absolutely courtney cronin is our guest here on Red nation radio 920 unnecessary roughness and as i mentioned you cover uh college bat- football as well i mean you're always paying attention to college football do you see any of these guys like the bryce youngs the cj stroud the will levitt's the anthony richardson those are the big four everyone's talking about do you see a franchise quarterback in those guys
4: Honestly, not yet. Like, I mean, we can change our opinion when we hear how you hear the rumors from teams and like, you'll hear who's going to rise, who's going to fall. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, Bryce Young seems like he's going to be the number one overall pick, uh, whether it's with the Bears or with somebody else, you know, trading the pick for the Bears, but he'll be the first quarterback taken, we think. Right, right. But I don't look at this group and say, there's an Andrew Luck or there's a Trevor Lawrence in this group. And, and that's Okay. But I think that that group's next year. That group is the Caleb Williams and and the Drake Mays and, and maybe even Quinn Ewers from Texas. Like This year's quarterback class is good, but not in that elite upper echelon where you have people that you know are future franchise guys right off the bat.
3: That's what I was thinking. That's kind of the conversation we've been having as well as, yeah, these guys are good, but they're not great, right? I mean, they're not the ones that I might sell the farm with or sell the farm for. Final question for you. If the Bears do stick with Justin Fields at quarterback, how open do you think they'll be for business to try to trade out of that number one spot?
4: Oh, immensely, because there's five teams right now this is before free agency, before anybody adds on the veteran quarterback market. But there's five teams right now that are in the mix for a quarterback. Houston, the Colts, Carolina, Atlanta, uh, Las Vegas. So there's five teams right there. But you always have to think about who who else might come from out of left field. Because I'm not really sure that many people expected the Bears to move all the way up um, you know, the early 20s to the, where the Giants were in 21 to go get Justin Fields right then and there at 11. There's always that surprise team. So they're in a great spot if they end up staying with Fields, being able to, I don't know if they'll get a King's ransom, like, but they will be able to get a very good draft haul of picks for now and for later. And the reason I don't think they'll get a King's ransom is, there are going to be teams calling their bluff and saying, you're not staying at one to draft a quarterback, which would make everything all that much more, you know, just crazy overall if they end up staying at one and taking a Jalen Carter at that spot. I, I don't think I wrote a story today at ESPN.com. I don't think that's an overdraft by any stretch. He's a top defensive player. And in, in the draft, he yep. would will probably be gone by four mm-hmm. if we're, if we're being honest about it, but they're in a situation right now that, It's it's kind of win win for them. Like either take who you want at number one, draft a quarterback if that's really the way that you want to go, trade back. Like the options are pretty endless for the Bears, and I do think at the end of the day they will trade back, but. I'll be really curious to see what those conversations end up becoming over the next couple months. And if there is an offer that comes in from a team we're not expecting.
3: Well, I'll tell you what, Jalen Carter is at the top of, I think, a lot of teams' wish lists. I mean, that dude is fantastic. So you're right. If they took him at number one, that would not be an overreach. That would be not any of that. would be getting a hell of a player to add to that Chicago Bears defense. Well, Courtney, fantastic stuff as always. Uh, you mentioned writing the article for, uh, on JalenCarter.com. Uh, what else are you working on that uh, we should be on the lookout for?
4: Yeah, I think that it, a lot of combine stuff. We're in like that that pre-combine preview stage where trying to figure out what the conversations are around this Bears team and also which prospects they're, they're interested in. So going to be a really busy couple weeks here, but um, a lot of content coming.
3: There you go. I like it. Well, I'll tell you what, we got to hurry up and uh, link up and do another show together. It's been a while. It's been too long.
4: <laughs> I know. I know. Soon. <laughs> It'll be soon. I'm looking forward to it.
3: There you go. Well, Courtney, thank you so much for your time. I definitely appreciate you.
4: Thanks, you Take
3: care. There she goes, Courtney Cronin, ESPN, on Twitter, at Courtney R. Cronin. Fantastic job covering the Bears, covering the NFL. You can find her on TV all the time, does a fantastic job. So definitely appreciate her time this afternoon. Courtney Cronin, again, from ESPN. If you could add two veterans to the Raiders roster from outside of the building, either by way of free agency or by way of trade, who would it be and why? And what do you think of the prospect of Justin Fields if he were to become available? Let us know about it. It's Rare Radio 920.
0: Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q.
3: Many thanks to Courtney Cronin from ESPN to join us in the last segment. Talked all things Justin Fields and the Bears and what they could potentially do with the number one overall draft pick. Boy, it's going to be a fun offseason for her. (laughs) She's going to have a lot to talk about. If you could add two veterans to the Raiders roster from outside of the building, either by way of free agency or by way of trade, who would it be and why? Mailman Raider hit us up on our text line at 69187, keyword R&R. don't be broke.com text line Q. The Chiefs are who we're trying to beat, and they showed us in the Super Bowl a high-powered offense beats even a historically great defense. The only way to beat them is to fight fire with fire. I brought it up a few times, but speed on the offense is what we lacked last year. Let's try and snag up McCole Hardman, who has 4-3 speed, and also take him from the Chiefs. Two birds, one stone. There may be uh, better options, I don't know. But from a glance of the free agent market, I'll roll with that. And while we're stealing from the Chiefs, give me Orlando Brown, too. If you can't beat him... Take all their players, LOL. And I'd be all for Orlando Brown for sure, but they're not going to let him go. They traded with the Baltimore Ravens to get him in the first place. They're going to make sure he sticks around. If the worst case scenario, they have to franchise him again. I'm sure that they'll do that. I don't think he's going to really end up being available, but I get what you're talking about. Plus, on top of that, unless you kick Colton Miller over to the right side, he wants to be a left tackle. He doesn't want to be a right tackle. So he started out with Baltimore, if you remember, as a right tackle, and he wanted to be a left tackle. That was part of the reason why they ended up trading him to Kansas City to begin with. Uh, but man, he's a he's a massive dude. I used to say you have to run a country mile to get around that guy. I mean, he's just a massive dude. But he honestly, wasn't that great with Kansas City uh, this past year? There, matter of fact, their tackles, their bookend tackles, weren't really that great. But he, and in my opinion, is still a good player. Nicole Hardman does have speed. He just the production just doesn't seem to be there that much, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, let's see. How about this one from Raider Javi? Q and D. My picks are Deron Payne to help shore up the defensive line and Levante Davis to give us a Levante David to give us a linebacker that we've been missing against Raider Javi. And the one thing about free agents, the one thing I, I I like when I look at free agents is guys that aren't too old. And when I say that, I I, I know thirty is not that old, but it's still kind of old when it comes to you know NFL players. And you, you really don't want to invest a lot of money if it's going to be a player that you know, in my opinion is that thirty age thirty years old or older, where Levante David's a little bit older. But still a hell of a player, obviously. And I know Devontae Adams came to the Raiders at thirty years old. I feel like he's a he's just a different dude. <laughs> right? I mean he's he's a special, special player, but uh, that's one of the things that I, I kinda look at uh, when you're looking at free agents, you know, looking for production and looking for guys that are a little bit younger so they could be with the team for a little bit of time. But uh, not bad selections at all. Jerron Payne, I believe he's 26 years old, and he had the production last last year. The only caution I have with him, and I like him a lot, is the fact that that was his 11 sacks that he had in 2022 was double what he had ever had in a single season. And, of course, it's a contract year, so you know what we say about contract years. So you just that's the little caution I have when it comes to Jerron Payne. Got a text from the 925. We already know we're bringing in Isaiah Wynn. And that's a possibility. I thought Isaiah Wynn was actually going to be somebody headed to the silver and black this past year. I thought he was on the outs uh, there in New England and thought that uh, there's a good chance he was going to land with the Raiders, but it never came to fruition. And I know he's banged up and hurt quite a bit, and I believe he's banged up and hurt right now. Uh, one more. Jason from Tacoma said, Cam Sutton is a free agent, Aaron Rodgers as a trade. There you go. Cam Sutton Aaron Rodgers. That's from uh, Jason from Tacoma. Thanks so much for that text. I appreciate you. Uh, coming up next, we're going to kick off our number two of the show. Emery Hunt, owner of Football Game Plan. He's also from CBS Sports HQ. He'll join the show. We'll talk a little senior bowl, talk about some guys with some bigger names in the upcoming NFL draft. We'll do it all, break it on down next here on Radio Nation Radio 920.